This is a Woodside Church podcast. Good morning. What a great morning it is so far. I've got a really easy job because we're always so happy and celebrating. You won't remember what I'm going to say at all if you don't need to. This is me. Good morning. What a time to celebrate together. I'm Ollie, as Hudson said. I'm the youth pastor. I've been part of the family here for 22 years now. So I feel like I'm getting a bit old. Um, not compared to Hudson, but I feel like I'm getting a bit old. Um, and just say, I know I've said it before, if you're, if you're new, if you're visiting, we don't just say these things. You are so welcome here. We've been praying for you in the build-up as we've been, tra- as we've been here, there, and everywhere. Um, we've been praying. We're so excited for you to join us. And to those who have been baptized, we're just so proud of you. We are all so proud of you. Our hearts are beating with joy for this day. We're going to remember it for a very, very long time. Um, but the thing is, when you get a youth pastor to preach, I've been told I was allowed 15 minutes or 20 minutes if we include a game. So I'm going to include a game. I haven't preached here for about two years. We're going to do the same, a similar game to what I did last time I was here. So those who were here two years ago, you had some practice. Some of you definitely needed it after your performance last time. Um, but at, if you are at the end of your row, underneath your chair, you should have lots of pieces of paper. If you don't have enough pieces of paper for your row, pop your hand out and some of my young people go, come. But you need to hold, you can leave the pens for now, but I need you to grab your piece of paper, okay? I've got a big one so that you can see what I'm doing. Um, but we're going to have some fun together this morning. Now, this is a game that we discovered during COVID online youth work uh, where we had to get really creative. Has most people got paper? Hands up if you don't. Everyone needs one. Can we get some paper over there? Molly, please, is that okay? Okay. Oh, I should probably tell you what I'm preaching on, shouldn't I? I'm preaching on basically baptism, the gospel, and being united in Christ. And we have a great morning together. Um, together. Okay, so has everyone got their piece of paper? So this is where the artistic people are coming through. I need you to kind of, if you can... Hold your paper behind your back, or if you can't, close your eyes, okay? And we're going to have one minute to tear out a foot, okay? Don't start preparing or folding. I know that people at the front, I wouldn't like to think you were cheating. Okay? A timer's going to come on the screen, and we're going to have a minute to tear out a foot. And the best creations, I've got a whole bag of chocolate over there. The best creations are going to win some chocolate. So you're all going to want to win. So either put it behind your back or close your eyes. Once you've finished, you can stop if you're before the one minute. But you can't keep on adding to it once you open your eyes and see your masterpieces. Are we all ready? Krish, behind your back. No, behind your back. Okay, are you ready? I'm going to do it with you. Okay, are you ready? Are we ready? We'll get a timer on the screen. And we're going to have... Okay, come on. Oh, is there any music with it? There should be. All right, so close your eyes or... I'd hate to think there's open eyes anywhere. I'm just tearing mine. Who's going to have the best creation? I'm sorry to set down team for the paper that's about to be all over the floor. I'm seeing some good creations at the back. Oh, we've had over half your time. Come on, Josh, you've got this. The concentration in your face. 
I think I might have gone wrong though. We've got some feet coming up. If you're finished, feel free to hold it up. You've still got 15 seconds. 15 seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's see your feet, people. Let's see your feet. There's some good feet here. There's some good feet here. That is great here at the front. Sarah, what is that compared to mine? Joel, that isn't even very good, I'm sorry. I need to see this side's feet here. Shreya, have you just done L? What is, oh, you've done a whole foot. Wow. All right, I think it's safe to say that all the young people win. Something, that's what my notes say, that all the young people win, because I'm totally not biased. You guys can have chocolate at the end. Although, are you impressed by my, by my foot? Is anyone impressed? No? Oh, come on. Now, that wasn't just something to do at the start. I want you to keep your masterpieces, because we're going to have to use these later, okay? Chris, you might have to re-rip yours because you have to have it look like a foot, okay? Um, we're going to use these later, so make, make sure you hold on to them. Um, but yeah, I love that game because I love just laughing at people's faces, looking at me going, oh no, what am I doing? This is not a foot at all. Um, so we're going to use that later. But this morning, um, as I said, my job's really easy because I get to talk about the Bible. This is the Bible. As Christians, we believe that this is God's word. Um, it's split up into two sections. You've got the Old Testament and the New Testament. Hudson's already read in the Declaration of Faith from Romans. We're going to be focused on that a little bit today, um, later on. But my job's really easy because the thing about the gospel, or what I'll talk about this morning, is the good news. It transforms lives. And that isn't just an idea because this morning we have seen Declaration of Four Lives completely transformed which is great news, yeah? So we're going to read from Romans 5.17, and we're going to do this preach a bit backwards, because Romans 5.17 is actually where we're going to end up. So I'm going to read where we're going to end up, and then we're going to journey together through the next 15 minutes and end up in this verse. But I thought I'd give you a bit of a head start, you know, on a sat-nav, you want to know where you're going so you can take the best route. So we're going to read from Romans 5.17, um, and it says this, For the sin of this one man, Adam, Cause death to rule over many, but even greater is God's wonderful gift, God's wonderful grace, and his gift of righteousness for all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. We're going to end up in this verse, but in this verse there's a contrast, contrast between this one man where sin came in and this other man, Jesus Christ, who defeated death, triumphant over sin, and now we can live united with Christ. That's where we go. And the talk's called United with Christ because that's what baptism represents, being united with Christ in his death, but his resurrection. And that is good news. Amen? I'm just going to pray for us, and then we'll get into it. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you that you are a God of joy and creativity, if that's what you call these feet. Um, Lord, we pray that you bless us this morning as a whole congregation, the people that come here all the time, the people that are visitors, Open their, eye, open their hearts to hear what you have to say, Lord. I pray you use me to speak clearly. Deliver what you want to say this morning. You've been speaking all the way through the service, and that is just a continuation. We thank you that we can be together this morning. Amen. 
Amen. So as I said, we're going to be talking about the good news, and we're going to look at the good news in three different ways. Um, but first of all, I thought I'd tell you a little, about, a little bit about what I was doing yesterday. I think there's a picture. Can you see that? It's a little bit stretched. This is me at a wedding yesterday. Up there you'll see all of your favorite people, of course, from Woodside. I'm just there. Okay, I'm, I'm just there. Not that you can see what I'm pointing at. This is me and my friends and my family at a wedding from someone called, from Woodside called Josh and Abby. It was a great day. It was a great day celebrating. They're part of our youth team and they're great people. They're not actually in that photo, but they were there. I promise it was their wedding. I was at a wedding yesterday um, and the talk at the wedding was actually really interesting. They played a bit of a song at the start and talked about how for a lot of people, weddings are just a thing. There's a party where you get lots of people coming, all your favorite people to celebrate. But actually for Christians, weddings are something more. Because for Christians, it's a, it's a significant commitment and it represents a commitment that Jesus, or Jesus Christ, has to his church or his people. Hands up if you've ever been to a wedding before. Have most people been to a wedding before? I'd imagine so. Because at a wedding, you tend to get some vows that are spoken out. I think they're going to come up on the screen as well. And it says, you say, I, Josh, take thee, Abby, to be my wife and husband, to have and to hold from this day forward, forward for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish, cherish till death do us part, according to God's holy law, in the presence of God, I make this vow. Yesterday at this wedding, you see, Josh and Abby committed these things to each other. That pretty much through everything, they'll be with that will be with each other, that they'll love each other, and it was great to see it. But actually, this is just a small snippet of the commitment that God has made. Because in Ephesians 5, it also talks about how husbands should love their wife and the aspects of marriage. That was talked about at the wedding as well yesterday. And it says that husbands should love their wife just as love, just as Christ loved the church. He gave his life for her. This is talking about the good news that we were celebrating this morning. Because Jesus has taken this commitment that we kind of see at a wedding to a whole new level because Christ, Jesus, died on the cross for his church. He loves us that much. He loves me and everyone in this room. I could name everyone if there weren't so many people. He loves you so much that he died on the cross. That's the commitment he has. That's what underpins the good news. And this wedding I saw yesterday was just a snippet of this commitment. But if we're talking about this good news, it is a good news of immeasurable love and commitment. Immeasurable love and commitment. The good news. And that's just one aspect. We're going to zoom through it really quickly <clears throat> this morning. But if you remember one thing, remember that it is Jesus that died on the cross for his people. And that includes you. So we've talked about the good news of immeasurable love and commitment. We're now going to look at something else, a different aspect. I'm labeling it ultimate safety and belonging. But to do this, we're going to watch a snippet of a film, okay? Because I love, I love a bit of a video. I promise you if it wouldn't be too boring. Um, and this video is from Toy Story, okay? I don't know if you've watched Toy Story before, but basically I'm going to fill you in. Basically, it's a story about toys, okay? So this guy called Andy, he's a little kid, and he has loads of toys. He loves them, he plays them, this is basically his life. But the toys actually have a life as well, and these, this film follows through. Um, and we're just going to watch a small snippet, or like a montage thing, of some clips of the film. So I'm going to move to the side, maybe. We, w we wouldn't even be together if it weren't for Andy. Look under your boot, Buzz. You too, Jesse. Whose name is written there? Maybe Andy 
doesn't care about us anymore. Toy Story. If you haven't watched it, please go home and watch it, because it is a great film. Um, but you saw there loads of toys, and the one thing they all had in common is that they had Andy written on their foot. It's because they belonged to him. You saw paint try to go over the name in one of those clips, but actually Andy's name shone through, because there's nothing that can replace that belonging to Andy. These toys, their identity is founded on solid belonging to Andy. Okay? They go through loads of identity crises. You saw them going, we don't really know what we're doing, but we belong to Andy. Woody is the one that stays strong and goes, we belong to Andy. This is who we are. They belong to Andy. You see, when Jesus died on the cross, which we saw the last one say, when he then reappeared, he resurrected, he reappeared, one of the ways that people recognized him again was they had marks on, our, on his hands. If we take the idea of Toy Story and apply it to our own life, Jesus has marks on his hands so that we can have Jesus marked on our feet. Okay? You've all got some kind of foot, depending on what you've got. There's pens and pencils on the side. As a declaration, I want you to write the name of Jesus on your foot. We belong to him because in Jesus, in the good news, in the gospel, there is a place of ultimate safety and belonging. In identity crisis, we can look at our feet and go, I belong to Jesus. Fear can never conquer me because we belong to Jesus. This is a gospel, a good news of ultimate safety and belonging. And the best thing is, as you write that, when I looked at that video, I just searched into YouTube, Toy Story Andy on Foot video. And this video came up, right? I didn't make this. And I thought, as you do, check the song behind, make sure it's not offensive. Do you know what this song said behind? It's a Christian song. I think the lyrics are going to come on the screen. It says, over all my weakness, over all my pain, over all I am, you reign. You know, all my doubting, you know, all my shame. Still, your promise never fades. I belong to you, I belong to you, ancient of all days, my eternal grace. I belong to you. Your glory is power unimagined. Your mercy is life beyond the grave. Your mercy is 
worthy of every breath and all of my praise. I did not make that video. That's the first one I saw, and this is how it happened. I texted my girlfriend. I was like, I just found this video, and it's the best thing ever, and I absolutely know what I need to preach on, and it's fantastic. We belong to him. God wants to say that to us this morning. This is the good news of ultimate safety and belonging. It's not only an act of immeasurable love, but it's mercy beyond the grave. And it's, he's worthy of every breath. We belong to him, his eternal grace. Saturday talked about grace. It's more than works, it's grace. And Jesus gives that to us. And we belong to him forever. This is life beyond the grave. But actually, if you've not been in church very often, life beyond the grave might be, grave might be a bit of a strange concept to you. If I can have my, volunteer, my two volunteers coming up, I'm going to need you in about two minutes. Is that okay? So you can come up and stand on the stage. We're going to get some more people involved. We're just going to spend the next five minutes, and that's all I've got left, I promise, Hudson. I know the timings are going. We're just going to spend the next five minutes just looking at what, what we mean by life beyond the grave. What is it to be united with Christ and have life beyond the grave? Life united with Christ. And we're going to go back to the book of Romans because it is great, the book of Romans. Um, but before I do this, you're going to realize that actually I'm quite geeky. See, not only am I a youth pastor, I study theology at university. Um, and so this, these two chapters of the Bible are some of the most glorious chapters. The theology in them is incredible. So I'm going to try and stay away from these and just go with this um, and preach from the Bible. Um, is that okay? Are we ready? I'm gonna, we're going to try and go through it together. Yes? Dibs, are you ready? Come on. Okay, come on, two volunteers, come up. Can we have a massive round of applause? All right. Don't unravel your paper yet because you will give it away. Okay, so can we have the next slide up because this is going to help us go through these two chapters. Perfect. So you can't see the top one. Can you just remind me what the top line says? Sin entered the world through Adam. So we're going to read, first of all, from verse 12. And it says, When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. So you might have heard the story of the Garden of Eden. There was Adam and Eve and God. And they ate from the tree of life. And actually, when Adam sinned, sin entered the world. So before that, we were, with eternal, we were in eternal life of God. Sin entered the world. And Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. Okay, we've got the first two steps. Verse 15 then says, but there is a great difference between Adam's sin, okay, and God's gracious gift, brackets, Jesus. Okay. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many, because sin came into the world, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. Sin is in the world because of what this one man did, but in contrast, because of what Jesus did, because of what Jesus did, we have the gift of forgiveness. Sattery said, it's not by works, but by grace. It's actually not about what we did at either side of this story. Not here, but not here, because it's what Jesus did. He died on the cross for us. This is the good news. This is the good news of life united with Christ and life beyond the grave. But it goes on again, and in verse 18, it says, Yes, Adam's one sin 
brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. This is new life. Because one person disobeyed God over here, many became sinners, but then we go over here and it says, because, but because one other person obeyed God, many will become righteous. Based on one man's act, many will become righteous. This is what the Bible says. Are we following? Or do we need to do a demonstration? I like a demonstration. So, Yemisi, do you want to uncover what was on your piece of paper? Okay. And hold it high and proud. So you have got on there, what have you got? What have we got? A heart. Okay. So Yemisi is holding up the heart. Now, if you can guess what is on Jess's piece of paper, I will give you all the chocolate. <laughs> Joel, I would imagine you might have seen it. Any guesses? An arrow? A cross? No? No? What? An apple? No? That would be a great demonstration. Why didn't I think of that? That would have been great. A broken heart. No one's got it. Hence why I was confident. Do you want to unveil what you got? Now, my mum is the artist behind these pictures, so... Okay, so what have we got? You've all got feet. See, it all fits together, okay? So this is what we're going to use for our demonstration. Everyone's got their feet, okay? So, if this is the heart, okay? If this is the heart, if this is a body together, if the heart and the tongue and the body together, and the heart started to fail, okay? So the heart shut down, the toe's dead as well. Okay? The toe hasn't shut down. Nothing happened to the toe, but by default, because of what happened to the heart, the toe's done. Okay? But in the same way, if this heart was brought back to life by some kind of doctor procedure, I'm not a doctor, you are, I don't know what procedure that would be, but if this heart got brought back to life, so would the toe, because it's connected together. The toe didn't do anything at the start, but it didn't do anything at the end. It was dead, but it was once alive because of what happened to the heart. And the toe's now alive. It's united with the heart. And in the same way, this is my favorite style of my preach. What are we? We are all toes, okay? We are all that big toe. Because if you tore this off, we, not because of what the heart did, we are all this toe. We are united not because our heart did, but it came back alive, and we are alive. We are, if you replace that with Jesus, Jesus brought us back to life. We're united with him. We are this toe. Come on, this is good news, right? Has that just made it way more complicated, or has that helped anyone? In my mind, when someone, I saw someone else did it, they did it great. Um, okay, the heart was brought back to life, and the toe was brought with it, because they're united together. That's what happens with us when Jesus was brought back to life. We're united with Christ. Can we have a big round of applause for our volunteers? This is talking about baptism. At the start, Hudson said about how we're united with Christ, not only in his death, but his resurrection. There's life beyond the grave. This is what we're talking about. Not because of what we did, but because of what Jesus did. 
we go back into the book of Romans, and verse 20 says, God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were, but as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life with Jesus Christ our Lord. You see, grace reigns through righteousness and results in eternal life, results in life beyond the grave. Just as the baptisms represent we are united with Christ, not only in his death, but his resurrection. And there's eternal here, there's eternity here. It does admittedly become, bring a lot of questions. Because verse one says, well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in, it, live in it? Or have you forgotten that we were joined with Christ in baptism? We joined him in his death. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And now just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we may also live new life. They went down, but they came back up. And this Bible talks about grace and sin, the contrast between us. And as sin entered the world, we're going to have a little bar chart to show this. As sin entered the world... Grace came, and then sin might have gone, up, gone back up, but then grace became more, and sin came again, and grace became more, but eventually grace just goes, which Jesus is triumphant. Jesus is triumphant over sin and death, and grace reigns through righteousness. As Sattery said, it's not by works, but it's by God's glorious grace. The song mentioned it. It all seemed to come together, and that's because it's true. God wants us to hear about God's glorious grace. This is good news. We've got the good news of immeasurable love and commitment. We've got the good news of ultimate safety and belonging with Christ. And we've got the good news of life beyond the grave, life united with Christ and the baptism we come up. This is what these guys have been through today. This is the gospel. It's a Christian word, but the gospel means good news. This is all the gospel. This is the story of Jesus. And this is life transforming. Amen? You see, the last thing I'm going to say is that when Christ, Jesus died, he resurrected, and it says he went up to heaven. But he gave us a gift. He left us a gift, and that is a gift of the Holy Spirit. And just as we finish... What we, would love, what we are going to do as a church, we're going to pray for our young people to receive this gift, to be baptized in the Holy Spirit as well. But this is not just a time for them to respond. Because actually, one of my prayers is that we as Christians never become numb to the glory of the gospel, to the story of this good news. That's really important. I hope this has refreshed your heart this morning. So we're going to have a little prayer team at the front with the people that have been baptized, praying for them to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But if you want prayer for that, we'd love to pray with you. If you've, this, this is the first time you've heard this good news and you want to talk it through, find someone at the front. Find me or Hudson after the service. And the same again, if this is the seventh, eighth, hundredth time you've heard this, but today it's hit differently. Come and speak to us. If you're a young person, you regret not going to the front that new day to give your life to Jesus, this could be the day. This is a chance for us all to respond. And I think the band are going to come up, if that's okay. They're going to just sing a song in the background, which you can also worship to. Because actually, when we hear about the good news, sometimes just the overflow of our hearts is utter worship to the King. 
utter worship to the good news. Give our whole life to Jesus again and again, because this is worth responding to. You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.